This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And welcome back to Off the Break Podcast. I'm Cody. With me are Kyle and Eric. Cody is back. Hello. I'm back. And you are not Cody. You're Kyle. <laughs> yes. Oh, you caught that part. <laughs> of course I'm pretty I caught sure that everybody, part. Every, how can you not catch that part? <laughs> I just didn't know if you uh, were able to catch up on that episode or not. Part of me yeah. was like, do we want to start this over? And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna let Kyle. Oh, I uh, at that point I just figured might as well lean into uh, it. It's definitely a Kyla show. Well, like Eric threw you under the bus a little bit. <laughs> no, not at all. I I'm glad that we went with it. It was really funny. Great way yeah. to start the show, but <laughs> I just felt like an idiot for a split second. I was, was like, just, ah, whatever. It was entertaining to me. Yeah, yeah Eric's it was like, entertaining for me too. Glad it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's like, I'll be the professional one here, and Kyle will screw it up again. I, I would hate to do the take over the hosting duty. As you can see, it's very tough, <laughs> which is why we have Cody do it. She does yeah. it much better than me. <laughs> uh, well, no, I'm glad you got that, though. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course I listen to our podcast. <laughs> I sometimes listen to it even when I'm in it. Like, I go back and it's really good. Mm-hmm. It almost lasts half, oh, the, I remember tr- when. half <laughs> the drive to the cabin on the weekends. So right, it's right. good. Oh, yeah. I enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, I definitely caught the last one. <laughs> And your fumble at the beginning. Yeah. But I'm back now. Um, I had a great trip, visited a client, and saw an amazing new theater. Mm. So, and got to watch Hobbs and Shaw as it's meant to be in Adobe Atmos and <laughs> in laser projection. Awesome. I want to hear awesome. every individual bullet yeah. that is shot piercing people's super armor instead of the whisper of a bullet yeah or or just the what, what's going on <laughs> yeah <I> can't hear. <laughs> but um, how how was the movie though how'd you like it i loved Hobbs it it's Shaw. exactly what i thought it was gonna be <laughs> yeah. anybody that says it's bad or anything they just are like have you not seen any of the other eight fast and furious movies do you not know what you're getting into <laughs> yeah actually the theater had said that some people walked out after the massacre and in uh where was it el um el paso yeah after that and they said that they just couldn't take all the gunfire and i'm like well you didn't realize that's what is part of a fast and furious movie (laughs) right like maybe you should have picked a made made a better decision there's no way you couldn't have not known given that there's eight other movies out there yeah um if you've seen any of the trailers that's disappointing that they had to walk out though posters or anything yeah I think at the time they just weren't, maybe at the time they just weren't thinking about it and then, I don't know, maybe impact. Maybe tickets months in advance. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just spitballing on possibilities. Yep. So. But that, other, that's strange, but also kind of a bummer too. Otherwise, it was the man meat fest that I was hoping it would be. <laughs> the man meat. <laughs> just makes it sound gross. <laughs> oh, it makes it sound yummy. Oh, that makes it sound gross. <laughs> but well, no, you, you had, had a good, good theatrical experience. Yeah. yeah, I thought Vanessa Kirby was awesome in it. She was she was so great, badass. Yeah. I just loved her, mm-hmm. loved her character. So I I really enjoyed it. Idris Elba was a good villain. You can tell at the end he was conflicted, and then he was betrayed. Love it, love it all. Who oh, do yeah, you think there was like a secret ultimate? Villain, who do you right? think is the voice? I don't know. I think it's Charlize Theron. I was. I was hoping it was um, Ryan Reynolds as like a bait and switch. <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. He was so he good a, in it too. Yeah, because he makes a surprise cameo. He does. I fear it's okay to say now. Yeah, he has, Ryan Reynolds makes a cameo in it, and it's awesome. Yeah, if he, he like, does a good job. Sort of like his Deadpool humor, 
but in a eight in an age but agent that's like a buddy cop thing mm-hmm. but he plays to his daughter uh, the rock's daughter in it yeah <laughs> just love it for some reason yeah she was really good too that young actress yeah yeah no but, it was it was good entertainment that's for sure it's I think what the summers are meant for. I totally good think old fashioned that, fun. That the voice at the head of the evil organization is Charlize Theron. Because did she die in the end of the no? But one? she's coming back for the ninth ones. But I don't exactly. know why. You, but I don't know why you'd hide the voice when we already know she's a villain in because the last one. Because you didn't know one. her true villainary. But it. Why is that a secret <laughs> for the audience though? It, I don't know. That, I just, that wouldn't. I don't know. I, I don't think that bait and switch would make much sense. I would think it. It. It kind of sounded like her though. Really? Because it was like. A very garbly, garbly deep those, like, voice, <laughs> masked, yeah. robotic type voices. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much just a you know, robot type voice. So who knows? Maybe it is, but I, I just, I'm just thinking, why would that be like a surprise reveal? Well, do you think reveal? it's somebody from the other movies that's coming back, or do you think it's Probably just a whole not. new person that? Unless if it's Vin Diesel or Tyrese Gibson trying to get out the rock, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely Vin Diesel because they hate the guy apparently. But no, I don't know who it. <laughs> I have no idea who it is. Huh, weird. In the end, it probably it's Fast and Furious. <laughs> I don't have too much you, stock in. You never would have happens. thought it was such a thinking man's movie. <laughs> oh, it totally is. It's a the think piece everyone never expected. I just love how they throw out. Um, they give you timelines for storytelling purposes like she only has three days before she goes and the virus like escapes her body and kills everybody yeah but the chain of events way takes longer you than know three it's days. been a week yeah <laughs> yeah it's three days <laughs> well that's why it's fast and furious it's you have to be fast to right. save vanessa kirby i guess in like four, know, 48 there. hours but it <laughs> it's ridiculous how long <laughs> Like the stuff takes to set up and then you're like, that was longer. She should probably be at least exhibiting some sickness. <laughs> it's not right about now, but no, she's perfectly healthy. No, that could have added some tension. She's like deteriorating. Yeah, she's starting to cough up blood and stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> I want to really, because she's supposed to like melt from the inside out. Sure. So she should be coughing Ew. up blood by the time end of the movie. I did like how he went if home. If Fast and Furious were to ever follow how med how um illnesses work because yeah. it's so in touch with <laughs> realism <laughs> then make the they, movie she better. would be coughing up blood <laughs> every action or suspense movie is better with a ticking clock element not only did they not True. stick to like the 48 or 72 hour time frame but she somehow managed to always take a shower and do her makeup <laughs> in between like action pieces if i'm world. saving the world i'm gonna look good doing it I the guys don't I, I get it. she doesn't if I ever look a, anything other than perfect, that's either. true. The guys don't sweat, and she always has the cat eye makeup on, cat eye eyeliner. It just works for her. Just saying, I get <laughs> it. I relate. I don't know if I was dying from a virus that I self injected that will literally melt my insides, and the scientist who created it was like, "We better just kill her and burn the body." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't worry about my makeup at that point. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just different. Different gal. Some people like the tensions to be high and to look good doing it. So I guess I, if my body was going to be burned, I'd want to look the best possible. <laughs> what if millions of people across the world were watching you save the world? Then you'd probably want to look good. I don't care how I'd look if I was saving the world. I'd be, I, I would be saving the world. <laughs> I don't think it matters. Yeah, but if you didn't look your best, people would be like, hmm, she's 
What did you what did you how, what did you describe that guy in the Kingsman trailer? Oh, Cody calls him a real uggo. Uggo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> a real you uggo. did. That's what you did. <laughs> I did. Like, you're like I didn't say those I words. I wish he was prettier. This person <laughs> did save the world, but I don't really like how much of an uggo they are. <laughs> say the word. That is Kyle putting the word uggo in I'm my mouth. That's sure basically what uggo. I did not say it like that. I just said that I'm like oh, he could be better. Like he. You almost could said be right looking. now. <laughs> I said, I said, he could be better looking and that he looks really young, like a baby, like An lanky baby. baby. <laughs> and that's hard to come by. Filthy, irredeemable Cody, baby. Cody, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> well, despite how pretty they all looked, it still was entertaining as all heck. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah, oh, it's a summer such movie. such good one-liners in it too. I there was, was a lot, yeah. I just left feeling so good and pumped. Yeah. So... And I love Helen Mirren at the end. Like, let's get out of here. Yeah, Helen Mirren needs to be in those movies a lot longer yes. than just her small scenes because she's just cool. She's so <laughs> good. She's just a badass in her own right. So I had seen the movie in um, one of my client's theaters that is a luxury upscale experience. So it doesn't have traditional seating. It has all custom furniture. Um, it takes that movie parlor, movie lounge concept to the next level we had such good food while we were there yeah it was amazing i mean like salmon and steak and handmade homemade pasta that's made in the in the theater i love pasta cranking that (laughs) yeah stretching it out like all the desserts were really good they they have popcorn they have like a smaller popcorn machine because that's not the point of the menu is popcorn there but they would put um like dried honey dust on it and stuff so they had like really (laughs) very exotic toppings yeah so movie theater butter flavor they had real butter to put on the popcorn (laughs) it's upscale eric yeah they're not gonna put like nuclear (laughs) fake butter on But that's what we like says like says you yeah i don't put butter (laughs) on mine because it's I do at home, but I melt real butter mm-hmm. <laughs> to put it on at home. Well, geez, that would be a nice to go to. It's cool that more th- more theaters are starting to do that. Yeah. Just to differentiate themselves. I just think that that's kind of the future because it really felt like a really special night out. And, yeah. And, and that's um, what it should be. I saw like. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's totally oh, yeah. not oh, a movie right. that I would probably normally see, but I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. and felt that, strangely, it had a happy ending that oh, I actually I liked. Yeah. Yeah, it works out. And I totally enjoyed the flamethrower scene, and I didn't think I would. <laughs> but I did, and I laughed my butt off during it. Good. Everybody Good. in the theater both times I saw it. It's like <laughs> the most intense, grisly violence going on, and everyone's like, yeah! Yeah, like, that's like really when the theater. Along. That's really when like half the theater wakes up because there's the half that are really digging the movie, and there's the other half that are like, you know, like I they're thinking it's violence. fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's definitely where... For my theater too, that's where everyone. I just up. thought his shuffle, like after being in the pool, and the shuffle to the <laughs> pool house was like set you up for it to be really funny. He comes out with a flamethrower, yeah. and he gets that hippie chick with it in the pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she never just ducks down in the water; she just takes. I mean, she's it. probably dead, anyways. Yeah, like her face was caved in. A lot of a lot of <laughs> stuff happened. Were like inside like her brain. Like a torch during the pool. <laughs> hopefully this. Oh, hopefully so that good. 
what we just said alone sells more people to go see it. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Great. They're like, if that happens at the end of the three I, hour long movie, sign me up. I was surprised. I still don't think he should do a Star Trek film, but I really enjoyed <laughs> this one. Well, yeah, it sounds like you had a lot of good movies and good time at, those, oh, yeah. at that theater. And I just think that that's the future of theaters, that they need to be a little smaller. I don't want to go and have like 200 screens or yeah. 20 or 30 screens. I just want to go. 200 screens? Well, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Huge <laughs> lawn hallways. Where no, it's... I mean, that's, that's kind of like the experience I had when I went back home there's like a local art house theater uh-huh. that's kind of getting revamped they must have had a lot of donations come in or something because it's like a community run thing but this time i went back the seats were like totally new they were like some of the nicest seats i've ever sat in it sounded amazing i was like whoa this is the way to do it there's only like right. three screens there and it's but it's very much like a you can tell the people who go there go there because they like really care and love movies mm-hmm. so they're not going to be the obnoxious people who are like munching on their stuff or talking throughout right. the movie everyone's there for the same reason mm-hmm. yeah no i i i like that experience a lot i liked wrapping up in the little blankie sitting on this really cool chase lounge and <laughs> having my cocktail while i watched the film it was it was awesome. <laughs> I'm thinking about wanting to go back for star wars like i just Ooh. don't know if i could bring myself to watch star wars here now Millennium one bit. Oh, I got to get out of here when that time <laughs> comes. I will not see that on this stereo front speakers Speaker. through the screen dark door screen, <laughs> horrible well, sprung seats. All Ugh. that you're describing, I had to do three times this week. Yeah. So <laughs> today, Kyle was bu- busy seeing. Yeah. It's pretty average. Yeah, there movies. was some. There was movies I had to catch up on. <laughs> yep. Kyle's been um, going to the film since. We've been, Eric's been gone vacationing and I've been just getting back from a work trip. So yeah, Kyle, tell us about the movies you've been seeing. Yeah, what three movies did you see? I saw The Kitchen first. No, that's not true. I saw Blinded by, no, that is true. You Sorry, Kitchen The first. Kitchen first and yeah. then Blinded by the Lights because they had an early screening of it um, for the Springsteen fans that never showed up. <laughs> and then... Uh, uh, Good Boys yesterday. Those were the nice. three I saw. Yeah, you saw Good Boys yesterday, not the movie yesterday. Correct. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Correct. Just for okay. just for the clarification. All right. Let's start with the kitchen because that's been out and been pretty eviscerated by the critics. But oh, is yeah. it as bad as everybody's saying it is, Kyle? I I don't <laughs> think it's as bad as the critics are making it out to be. That being said, I do think it is a <laughs> bad movie. <laughs> it's not very good. Um. <laughs> But I I could recognize parts in the movie to where had the director done, who is also the writer, uh, she's written stuff such as Straight Out Compton, um, and this is her first time directing. So it wasn't a bad job for her directing wise with making like shots look good enough and whatnot. But um, when it comes to organizing like a narrative structure and to um, be able to piece together. Um, storylines i think she kind of fell flat on that despite writing the script but i think they were, could have been easy fixes for her if she just had more time to be able to focus on um writing up her uh dialogue and her story structures a bit better and then maybe taking care of a few editing problems that could have really helped flesh out scenes that were actually pretty good scenes but just were taken away by um terribly set up montages or terribly mm-hmm. set up 
scenes that you know are trying to show not tell but they're not showing anything worth watching so it makes the movie feel longer so i wonder if this is just an issue with writers because you would think that they would be really good at narrative structure and building being a writer but i wonder if probably an editing thing yeah, I, I just majorly it's an editing thing, able, but this is also yeah. her first time directing, so right. I wonder if being able to write, though, say a screenplay or a novel or something else in the longer format, is just um, a whole different skill set than trying to take that it's and visually cut different. it down. Oh, one hundred percent. And I wonder if like J.K. Rowling has this issue with the Fantastic Beast movies because she's got a lot of issues with Fantastic she's, Beast. Well, she's had so much <laughs> Eric more and I have in, about that. input into it and I just yeah. don't think that as a writer they're able to dissect what the importance of us of maybe like shortening a scene mm-hmm. and maybe that's... You know, a lot of times I mean you have to kill your darlings and a lot of times yeah. they don't want to or they can't and I feel like Fantastic Beast definitely suffers from that. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> but no, That's like Kyle said, since game. she wrote this right. one, you know, I mean, yeah, Straight Outta Compton was pretty well written, but not everybody, just because they wrote one good movie doesn't mean everything they write is going to be good. Right. Oh, true. Probably just a combination of this just really not being that great to begin with. Maybe she directed it, but maybe she couldn't separate the fact that she wrote it from what she wanted to see or what yeah. should have been shown. And then editing is always, it's the most like unknown or un. It's like, not the most thought noticed about. thing yeah. noticed, by audiences, yeah. but yeah, when you break it down, editing can make or break a movie. Right. Oh yeah, for sure. I also wonder if, because the kitchen is based off of a DC Vertigo uh, graphic novel, uh, so I wonder if maybe transferring um, source material from graphic novel to a screenplay also didn't really work out for her as much as she would like. I haven't read the graphic novel, so I can't really say on whether that's the case or not, but that could be a possibility for the script to not um being the potential like she didn't hit that a, it could have have enough to work with because visually a graphic novel i would think no would be not easier enough to, to not enough to work with but just I don't know. I figuring mean, out how to incorporate um all the details that go into a graphic novel to be yeah. able to turn it into a script format because mm-hmm. well, again are those so are different, very different. Like, yeah. yeah like the graphic novel unless you're like watchman watchman and you try and shop for shot recreate the panels of the comic yeah they rarely yeah. ever do that and but the the whole point of a graphic novel is you know the way the pictures are framed and set up and combined with the dialogue or if there's like those inner monologue speech bubbles they all come together and they tell stories in ways you can't with movies right so there's a huge you know process in adapting mm-hmm. that that might have just tripped her up yeah just a thought though i haven't read the graphic novels so i can't really speak as that being a cause for it, but it's a possible cause anyway. Um, but yeah, that being said, I don't, I wouldn't call this the worst movie of 2019 as I've seen a lot of critics making it out to be. I mean, it's my, it's not <laughs> so one and, of the worst. Sure. But even top s- 10 of the worst. Sure. If you want, but even still like, again, I was able to find parts of it that were at least we, good enough to where I could be able to watch through, through it without we getting were, too angry. We so to I, I don't know. I just didn't yeah. get as bad of a time with it as... Will you ever watch it again? No, but... Will you still be thinking about it in a week? In a week? No. No, for sure. But um, I'll definitely be thinking more about how it had the potential to be good, but... No, it just it just misses the mark on it to be good. That's we were for trying sure. to come up with earlier what 
<laughs> if there were worse movies out there this year. And oh, Hellboy. Do, Hellboy's way worse. Probably. We all kind of <laughs> landed on Hellboy. What was another one that we... I really, really, really didn't like Cold Pursuit. And I saw that right. twice just to see if maybe it, you I was missing something. something. And I liked it <laughs> even I less the second time. I forgot you saw that twice. That's really a bummer because like you were really kind of looking forward to that one. I didn't like... I didn't really... Like, Stuber was not very good. Yeah, I didn't see Stuber. I mean, it was okay. It just wasn't... Wasn't what... Like, I think it could have been funnier. Glass wasn't very good. I forgot about Glass. Yeah, Glass is probably one of the weaker movies of the year. Especially coming from Split and Unbreakable, which I thought were great. That's definitely part of it. I don't know. This year hasn't been too bad for finding really bad movies. Like it's been pretty solid. Really, any year, unless a movie is like spectacularly horrible for lots of memorable reasons, like so bad. Most of the time, they just fade away. You know, right? Yeah, they're they're not good, so you're not going to think about them, and they just kind of dissipate. Unless if it's a comic book movie that ends up being bad, and everyone has to riot in the streets instead of just letting it fade away. Yeah, and then it I guess it's the kitchen away. though. That's a comic book movie, so that's gonna fade away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but We're yeah, that's all. By the light. Yeah. that's all I got for kitchen. Blind by the light. You guys wanna? Yeah, tell us yeah, about that one. You gotta go one. through all three of them. Okay. Now they did <laughs> um, screen this at CinemaCon this last year, but mm-hmm. I wasn't able to see it. I had a dinner to go to, so yeah. Tell me about it because I did really want to see people it. People there, I forgot about the the fact that it was like an early show, like not no. just the early show, like a special. But, yeah, it was a special screening. Um, that dedicated like about 20 minutes to explaining um, the writer and director ending up working together to come up uh, with this movie because the oh, movie... Like a pre-thing before the movie started? Yeah, just to give some explanation on how this movie came to light. No pun yeah. intended. Um, And so basically the writer is uh, a journalist called uh, Savraz Manzur and he grew up um, in Britain... Uh, becoming a fan of Bruce Springsteen, and you know that's really unheard of, especially during the '80s, where a lot of, of the younger kids weren't really like, fans of he, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, it's lame dad of, music. Well, yeah, isn't he also of Pakistani descent? Yes. So there's also that. There's also that as too. well. And there's a big cultural divide. Definitely, it's a huge Definitely. cultural divide. And I'm glad you talked. I'm glad you brought that up too, because yeah. that plays a huge role. But uh, basically, that short little documentary was just saying, "I'm like, here's why." I made this movie because this movie was about me and this was yeah. my story. And the director you better like became friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't like it, then you're a bad person. Uh, the uh, director became friends with uh, the writer and they decided they wanted to make this movie. And they were actually... able to get a hold of Bruce Springsteen to have him uh, give the go ahead to be able to use his music because that plays a big role in the movie. So um, that 20 minutes was pretty fun to watch and gave a bit more insight. Um, Cause he but wrote... it was sad that there were more people well, to. Didn't the you writer know, write a that. book about actually going around America and following Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, he's it's been to like over yeah. 80 of his concerts or something yeah, like that, something like, crazy. Like a groupie just yeah. went around and followed him <laughs> and then he wrote about it. Yeah, because he was just that much of a fan because Bruce Springsteen's music just touched him so much. And that's really what I think this movie <sighs> works so well I is don't... that um, it's not played up as like, oh, it's a musical, so let's use, you know, this band's music, or it's not used as, I don't, it's not used as, like, a biopic of Bruce Springsteen. It's, it's it's instead telling a story of how a musician's art can touch um, a person, even if there's, like, no direct connection. Like, even 
um, someone from Britain who comes from Pakistani descent who may not, you would initially not think can relate to music about, you know, the working American man, but yet there still is, he still is able to find a way to be able to connect with that music. And there's something kind of empowering because it reminds people like, oh, I listen to music that may, <laughs> people may not think I can relate to, but I can. It's because music yeah. is magic. Exactly. Music is magic. And this movie definitely does play that up too. Like there's so many uplifting magical moments to where, yes, it will make you roll your eyes, but then it's so infectious with how feel good it is that you'll end up being like, all right, like he's happy. He has Bruce Springsteen. Let's catch him a break. So, um, but it still does a good well of playing up those magical moments while going back to the real world where he has to deal with, you know, um, a strict father figure who's trying to have his son become a businessman, silver writer. And he has to deal with the racism. That's, um, a part of his everyday life. He has to deal with people making fun of him for liking Springsteen in the first place. But, um, it's just a story about growing up and finding your true passions and your true self um, through the most unlikely unlikely list of lanes. And I, I think that's really why the movie is so good is because it hits that message home really well. Is it better than you think yesterday? Yes. Yeah. Because we've had a lot of yeah, like, these sure. music movies this year, mm-hmm. but they're all feel good, which is great for the box office. Yeah. But do you think it's better than yesterday? Because when you talk to us about the ending on yesterday where it doesn't go back it just stays in the world where he's the only one that knows the Beatles music I thought that idea ruined the movie a little bit well the movie yesterday was trying to kind of do what Blind by the Light does where it shows how um the Beatles is so universally loved despite who plays the music uh-huh. I just don't think it really hit that it really hit that message that well, but I still enjoyed the movie for what it was, which was a feel good type of story. Right. Um, as I've unabashedly have been the past year, I've come to realize, but I think uh, blind by the light does that message a lot better and it's a lot more personal. Mm. And I think if people gave this more of a chance, but I don't think they will, I think it will fall under the radar quite a bit this coming this weekend. Um, I think people would end up liking this story because of that. I love the other, the director's other film, Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. That is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just so cute and feel good. It has yeah. a really young Keira Knightley in it. Mm-hmm. I forgot she was in that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But the director does a very good job um, understanding that personal story and making it into a film adaptation. Yeah. Well, and not it's not just um, a story about somebody of Pakistani descent because I think they use universal themes. At least in Bennett, like Beckham, they did use universal themes to make it like a story anybody could mm-hmm. relate. That's to. a good point too because it does so here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I really did want to see this one. I was bummed I missed out on the screening of it because it looks it actually looked really good. Yeah, once once I came to the screening because I figured there would at least be you know some Bruce Springsteen fans coming to this or whatever. Um, there wasn't too many people. So it, it kind of gave me a sign of like, Oh, maybe, maybe it is going to get pushed under the radar quite a bit, which well, would I mean, be very people unfortunate. People are going to find out about, I didn't even know there was an early screening of it. Um, I didn't know until Kyle said something, yeah. but I couldn't. He's like, Oh yeah, apparently it's coming it. here tomorrow. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I think but, but, but. <laughs> finding out about that is tricky, but, um, and you know, a lot of critics have, 
wondered because it is being distributed by Warner Brothers and Kitchen was distributed by Warner <laughs> Brothers. And usually usually Warner Brothers is really good at marketing the films yeah. near the end. But they wondered if um if it wasn't gonna produce as well as or be a box office draw and be a like kind of a failure like the kitchen was to some extent. I don't think it'll box think, office wise. Yeah. I think it'll do better than the kitchen. I think people just want feel good movies. And I think the kitchen was just this more of the kind of this mirror of what's going on and politics and like sure. life and, yeah. and they want to escape that. So I kind of think blinded by the light will do better. Sure. I, it could do better opening weekend, but I just have a feeling it's, it could not be able to hang on at the box office for very long. Well, what's coming out with it? Um, let me check the release date. I think it's forty-seven meters, and angry, there's Angry Birds and Angry two, Birds, which good boys, came out. And Good um, Boys. Where'd you go, Bernadette? But there's also still yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Dora, Scary Stories, Lion King, Fast and Furious. Yeah. I I just it might be tough. Yeah, I think it's going to be really tough. I hope that it pulls like a yesterday and it still hangs around and ends up. Oh, I'm sure because after. That's what I'm hoping for. But I, I, I just don't. I don't know. I well, think it's a nothing, bit too crowded. There's nothing really coming out the 30th. There's some more films on the 23rd. Nothing really on the 30th of August. And so you're really the the next big week is it chapter two. Yeah. But after that, it's it's getting pretty I, lean. But right I, think the fall, I think by so. the time that weekend rolls around, it's just going to be forgotten. It'll, I think it'll play off in small towns by then. That's when I'm targeting it for all my small towns, is to play opposite of it because it's that doesn't rate, make me feel much better. Well, it's, <laughs> it's rated R, and this is PG thirteen, and so yeah. you got to get something in there that's not an R. Sure, sure. Well, I don't know. That's just my guess anyway. Huh. But hopefully, it hopefully it does do better than what right. I'm thinking. Glad you enjoyed it though. Yes, and I hope everyone else does too. I like the twenty minute. Like, I wish more films would have some of those screenings ahead of time to build. Um, Sometimes I don't. Know, maybe it's because I'm cynical, but I feel like, <laughs> like when I was saying earlier, it's like they kind of it's they're trying to get you like in the the right mood for the movie, so you kind of feel yeah. like you have to like it. <laughs> you know, it's like this movie is about my life, and it's true, and it's honest. It's who I am. So that's like. If you don't like that movie, it's like, you don't like my life? Like, yeah, You think I, I have a boring story? You do. <laughs> Not in this case. But I think that's more to do with the Bruce Springsteen music. Because it is a little weird that he just follows this guy around. Like, I don't think I love anything fandom-wise that much that I'd see it 80 times. Like, It touched his life, man. Maybe he has nothing else to do. Can you, do you guys have something that you would see? I don't even have bands that I've seen more than maybe twice. I don't have. I'm not. I don't have big fandoms. I, don't I like a lot of things, but I don't participate in fandoms. And like loyalty really. and this like yeah. love of them. I just I the Marvel I movies either. for me. <laughs> like if I am able to see them more than twice, I can. I know, but eighty times. Like, would you? No, fall, I mean, there's that one guy who saw Endgame like a thousand times or something. I mean, no, I'm not gonna be able to do that. But maybe, like, would you go around the country seeing different Marvel movies in different venues? <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I yeah, suppose not. I but mean, you, I don't know. Some just people a, just get touched it's by just a resource, like and, investing the resources of taking the time, the energy, and the money to travel to go. I mean, it's dedication, and I just, yeah. 
I can personally say I am not dedicated to anything that much. <laughs> maybe my well, maybe my babies. I would follow them everywhere. That's if they awesome. became musicians, <laughs> I would then tour the country. They're gonna love that them. in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> Mama number one fan with yeah. her sign. You're doing so good. I love you so much. Once they start becoming tweens, you're not hey. gonna be able to do that anymore. No kidding. Oh. See it. what I did there? I'll do it still. See what I'm going, see what I see I'm, what Eric's see doing. See what I'm going for? I see what Eric's doing it because the next movie is about <laughs> tweens. Hopefully that doesn't sound strange because the movie is, is good been a weird word. That still sounds oh, weird. I don't Dang it. like that not word. Not teens and not children. The in betweeners. They even yeah, called themselves. Yeah, they did. They do call themselves tweens in the movie. So yeah, do, they, really? do kids that the age word. call themselves tweens? Unironically, no. But these kids are very different than most other because their lines are written by adults. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like in real life, I'm just wondering. I just, I don't think that's a thing. no, they I, no, they don't, they don't tweens. call themselves tweens. No way. But it, it is funny though, because like one of the lines, one of them is like, "We're tween." I don't, I forget what like the we're not kids, we're tweens. Something, something like that. But it, it, how he says it is so funny though. To where it's like, For those of you that don't realize, we're tweens. talking about good boys now. Yeah, I tried to, Eric tried to help transition that, yeah. but it, it went off the rails real quick. <laughs> super Kyle bad show for today. Little, super bad for tweens. Yeah, you could say, yeah, I mean, you could say like that. It's weird that it's a coming-of-age movie, but it is for, like, 11 to 12-year-olds, but it's an R-rated comedy, so, like, you can't really show that demographic. Oh, they're going to see it. Uh, Probably with, like, their parents, I'm sure, it. but... Everybody but in my, For the like, most part, like, they can't really go see the movie. Everyone in like, my middle school saw Superbad when that came out. Yeah. Everybody did in my, like, sixth grade, seventh grade class. Yeah. Probably the same for me, and I just didn't know. You were like lame <laughs> if you didn't, if you hadn't seen it. And I hadn't seen it yet. I was definitely yep. I was lame. definitely lame. <laughs> I watched no it in secret so at my cynical f- now. I watched it in secret in my friend's basement. <gasps> when nice. the did you came feel out. really guilty? Like, did you need to go home and tell your mom? No. I saw it. I no. saw it, mom. <laughs> it was yucky. Oh, I thought it was f- super funny. But yeah, how was Good Boys? <laughs> it's really funny. Is it? No, it is like it. It honestly is really funny, and I know why you're you're being cynical. Cause I just feel like it's easy to predict it being a one joke type movie. It really isn't. I mean, yes, like the yes, like it shows him like playing with a dildo, and you know, well, I mean, all those on things the sex the and they're swearing. Like, yes, it's there, but like the comedy actually is a lot funnier other than that it does like those jokes don't become dry and there's a lot more um humor than just like raunchy oh look 12 year olds with dildos humor like there is actually some really good funny lines that don't rely on that kyle Uh, just said dildos like three times yeah it's just as a reference did you have to write it in your review yeah i wrote it now oh my gosh (laughs) we are professionals here we are That's very what they're called. No, we're not. <laughs> you could call them marital aids. That Is that what sounds, it says on the box? It just sounds worse. Like, triple XL pink marital aid. Or marital toys. Yeah, no. A lot I'm of times calling... it's not for marital purposes. It's like, you know. I'm calling them dildos. I think that's socially acceptable. <laughs> Oh, this uh, is the dildo podcast. But the big reason, the big reason, going back to the movie, why that humor is working so well is because these three actors are really charismatic together and they're able to make these lines really funny. Like they have some really good um, comedic timing and chemistry between each other. And I think it it's not just an R-rated 
comedy that's relying on mm-hmm. you know the humor that you're thinking that it is because it does surprisingly have like a good message about friendship and how friendships evolve mm-hmm. as you become your own person and growing up and i think it really hits home because like you feel for their relationships so much yeah um that towards the tail end when you see them like learning that this is a possibility for their friendship like it just it drives them more home and it becomes a more heartfelt story than you expect it to be so it's a lot more than just you know saying the f word as a 12 year old and all the sort like there, there's a lot more to it and it i weird? think people will be able to appreciate that was it weird seeing jacob tremblay in that role and no actually like the little boy and no it, i thought it would but it, yeah. it wasn't would it go against my mom's sensibilities would i just find it funny or would i be like no my babies no day. i think i think you'll go with the baby route but i think you will like the message <laughs> you go with the baby route for everything I yeah i i could see you doing it here which is understandable like i do think that some people won't be able to like that and that's fine really? that's understandable but i, I do think the message controversial i mean not controversial but i do think there's you know do kids not big cuss audience. in your middle school no no wait, wait, wait what? every, every kid was cussing <laughs> when i was in like by the time I was in like third third grade, I was um, in middle school in the late nineties. We had fun nights. That's all I remember from middle school. It, it was a different time. It was, called, <laughs> it was called fun night, and it was a school dance. And yeah, and there was no swearing at the school dances. I don't remember swearing. I just yeah, no kids have been swearing for as long as I can remember. Yeah, it's just oh. it's just a natural thing. Um, but anyway, I don't think I'm not saying it's going to be a controversial movie and that's going to cause no, that riots. Was a, that wasn't the right word to use. I like, just think there are people that are not going to want to see 12 year old swear. No, very, there's not. Very, yeah. I had to watch that trailer next to a mentor who is very like reserved and conservative and oh, like a dad yeah. figure to me. And I had to watch that raunchy red band trailer <laughs> with the dildos. Or marital aids flopping around, and it was very uncomfortable. So yes, some people uh, are not going to enjoy that. Learn to laugh at some things. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that there's great scenes. If it was something m- about that the 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 movie and the the premise, do each of the three kids have like their respective like parents or guardians? Yep. And are there like great interactions with them and their guardians? Yeah, there are actually. <laughs> um, Is his mama really his best friend? Oh well, yeah, you can see it. <sighs> I can't wait to see that. You can part. see it. He's I want to so, see the movie for that. He's so funny. They're, all three of them were so hilarious. I like. <laughs> I, I I'm serious when I say like almost every joke works. Like just yeah. about every joke was able to land. And I don't I'm know. The, the to... last were infectious too. And the last couple of comedies, like some of them have been good, but not to the extent of having the laughs where I got out of this oh, one. Kyle's Maybe talk... except for Booksmart, but Kyle's talking it up. I'm gonna have to just see saying, it. It's... Don't me, disappoint funniest... me, Kyle. It's funny. It's... Funniest movies I've seen this year are probably also my three favorites it's not necessarily considered comedy movies yeah. but i thought once upon a time toy story 4 and midsummer were like the three funniest movies not book wait did you see booksmart oh you yeah saw I, saw booksmart. Booksmart. I keep yeah. forgetting about booksmart yeah maybe that's a blasphemous thing to say because everybody so loves it and i love it i haven't too. got to see it yet but i just i missed that one i it. regret it because i really wanted to see it yeah um yeah really toy story you thought was story funny? Four is hilarious yeah it is it is all weirdly funny the the humor. all of them are the only scene that i laughed out loud of was when the <laughs> the one i don't know what what whatever it was at the end 
But RV. The RV scene where yeah. they kept oh, like, yeah. messing yeah. with the wires. Great. That scene's hilarious. Like, we're going to get it's dad just, in trouble. It's, it's just the sincerity and all the different characters. Like, Duke Kaboom, like, just oh. so dedicated to, like, I guess he, redeeming that was himself. <laughs> and Buzz is just, like, total sincerity and believing yeah. his inner voice 110%. It's like, these I guess guys that are one so was adorable. pretty good. They believe I, everything. My children saw it and they're yawned and they love. Uh, Porky and they go trash, trash. Porky's the best. And they, yes, yeah, oh, Porky they Four is probably play, the funniest movie of the year. They will play with a Forky and they will go trash, trash. <laughs> and I just don't know why that that resonated with them so much, but it did. They get it. Trash, no, trash, no. <laughs> it's already working its magic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, cool. those that was a uh, good boys. So of those Kay. three movies, which would you say was the best? Uh well, between Good Boys and Blinded by the Light, probably Blinded by the Light. Cool. Um, but just be but again, that's mostly because like I've really been a fan of like it's the feel good movies this year, so I might be more drawn to that than the a lack straight of up marital comedy. AIDS probably puts it up a little higher, right? It could have used more dildos. Could use more dildos. That's Blinded only the only criticism. Di- I feel bad for saying that because it is just really like good. two dildos just like in the background. <laughs> on his dresser he's like i want to go watch have bruce springsteen perform and there's just a dildo hanging on like his a parent, shelf. it's in his parents bedroom i feel bad for making those jokes because it is a good movie <laughs> nothing wrong with dildos no nothing wrong at all <laughs> oh gosh but yeah those were the three that i saw and two of them are coming out now right so today today yeah, today well, I'm blind by the light and good boys. I'm excited. I'm going to have to see good boys and I'll let you guys know if it offended my mom's sensibilities or if I could push that away. If and you're a cool mom, it won't offend you. I don't think I'm a cool mom. I think oh. I'm a lovey, like, you can be a lovey, you can be a lovey, caring, nurturing mom and a cool mom at the same time. I'll try. I don't this know. This is the test. I don't know if you know if, or not if you're a cool mom. No. Is that a label that people put on you? Like, well, I'm not I anyone's like, mom, so I can't speak I'm gonna on behalf. I'm going to be a cool mom now. I just... You I don't can't think... consciously be a cool mom, because then do, it'll be cringy. I do. I True. don't think I'm cool mom, but we call my... In my family, I'm fun dad. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Perfect. Sure. Every every family has if you're, the fun dad that does stuff. Yeah, if you're fun dad, stuff, you're cool mom. I am fun dad, fun for dad sure. Fun dad equals cool mom. I get called that all the time. There you go. <laughs> then you won't be offended by this movie. Okay. You already know. Yeah, I think that's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> so, other than those two, it. what else is there? Anything new coming? Uh, Forty meters down, 47. uncaged, oh, and yeah. where'd you go, Bernadette? Along with Angry Birds movie two, which premiered on Tuesday for yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's really confusing. I wish studios wouldn't do that. We're if they're a big head start on these other movies, yeah, <laughs> everyone's gonna flock to no this one, movie on no, Tuesday. No one has been conditioned to go midweek. Oh. to movies yeah. unless Tuesdays, there's like, a the holiday day dvds come out yeah like that's what people really think though. of like oh tuesday new releases that i can watch at home right they don't think like let me go it's tuesday <laughs> night let's go to the theater for something new it is I getting, love going to the it is getting better tuesday, reception but... than the first movie though so maybe sony or sony was like i've read, I've read several articles on when all of their headlines are kind of similar it's like this just in angry birds movie two not act not consistently terrible or like not actively horrible. I yeah. didn't think the first one was that bad. In fact, I've had to watch it a lot and I've grown to really like it. Stockholm Syndrome. Could be. <laughs> Could be. It's actually quite a bit of adult humor in it. I'm sure. Yeah. Dirty humor. 
if there was animated dildos, I wouldn't be surprised in some scenes. There are. I think there are in the second one. There are in the yeah, second I think one? Yeah, di- I think there's a few dildos. Nah. Are you just telling me no, that? No, there's totally dildos. No. I don't believe you now. <laughs> yeah, it's in that like evil <laughs> green gonna... bird's lair. This is entertaining. Like frozen there's in the ice in the background. There's a green bird. There's an in evil... the trailer. There's an evil green pig and an evil Is he purple? purple? Okay, yeah, the purple one. The bird in the frozen lair. You're going to lie. You the dildo. There's good. dildos frozen in the sheet of ice on the wall. If you, see <laughs> if you pause it, right? <laughs> No. I was entertained by that. That was good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Could be wrong. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of releases this weekend. Whichever one you choose, have fun. I yeah, guess. this is pretty much. Yeah. I mean, last week Kyle and I were talking about how that was kind of the last free free week before school gets back in session. Because I feel yeah. like this weekend, a lot of people are going to do last minute back to school shopping, yep. preparation, things like that, and then. Uh, maybe next week too i don't know different schools start at different times yeah and there's some people that have started school already um but i think labor day weekend is the last big weekend of summer that kind of like signifies the end of summer and that's kind of winding down that's coming up not this weekend or next weekend but the weekend after so summer's so weird when you're not like in school i know right you just like think like "Hmm, there's probably so many kids out hanging with the neighborhood kids having adventures well now my children are in school so i'm back in the routine oh so they are in school now yeah already well, no no like, oh in the routine they haven't started they won't start oh. till. oh after, okay they won't start till after labor day okay they do they go that kind of short week after labor day to get you know so they don't mm-hmm. have to have a full week so they they'll start after then cool. but i don't it, it stresses me out because i at this point i still don't know who my son's teacher is Oh yeah. Oh, I always remember running up to the door and checking to see. I remember like, there was would, a list too. Yeah, they posted them in like the lobby window or something. Maybe I should go by and check the school. They s- mailed us um, who your teacher was when he started kindergarten. Oh. But yeah, we always just went up to the school. Like it wasn't even inside the school. It was posted like outside the entrance. Yeah, maybe I'll check out the school. And you scan the names like, ooh, I hope I'm in class with this guy or this person. Yeah, I do remember All that too friends. because if you got. The classmates you're not familiar with and you're screwed that's the rest I, of the oh, yeah. school year that's you're what like, i do remember uh, this is gonna be a bad right. you know third grade or that's what i remember about middle school was getting lunch at the same time as your friends because they had two lunches and two lunches yeah they had an early lunch and a late like a late lunch not Did the kids the kids didn't all go to lunch at the same time my high school used to have that remember. but things switched up yeah Maybe my changes went down <laughs> i don't know so. I just remember there was like three years, a three-year stretch where, like, all like four or five of my friends were in the same class, and I was never with them. <laughs> I was like, Are you serious right now? Yeah, that was growing always, up. That was always the worst. Yeah, I get it. It's like they're going to become some, such better friends with each other than me. That was the divine trying to tell you to make new friends. <laughs> no, I have not. I have not. I still haven't. I still have it. all because of that dramatic <laughs> I leached on and never let go. <laughs> <laughs> you will never leave me again. Oh, school. Yeah. So hopefully kids will have fun at school and be able to be with their friends in class and behave just like the boys in good boys. <gasps> exactly. No. It's going you know, it happens every year. That's what Not they do. my babies. I, I think I'm just sensitive to it cuz I'm a mom of boys. So if they're gonna be like that's that. gonna be a huge part. Yeah, yeah. they're like so it. sweet and so loving. 
And they're going to have their birthday. So are these good boys. They're, they're actually, they actually are very Sweden loving. Okay, good. And they're very woke. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's like probably half the joke is like, these boys are so out of their element. It's like, yeah. we're nice, sweet, good boys. But we have to do this. I'm going to make my but boys. But we have to swing a dildo I've, around. I've decided. <laughs> I'm going to make my boys ultra nerds. So that way they just want to stay home. make them. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to push it. Then they're going to hate it. No. And then it'll be the complete opposite. They'll you be know, most parents already, push. They'll, tr- they'll turn into true Kyles. My uh, <laughs> what's wrong with that? <laughs> I play video um, games with my lot. sons, and we play superheroes. And oh yeah, I'm just gonna get them into fandoms and get them excited. Don't make them the cynical fandom type. No, toxic. Toxic. Yeah, that's a better word. Oh no. And that's not bad. I don't though. think I'm a toxic person, so I hope it not I can't I'm not gonna raise toxic Just people. Make them very well aware of internet communities. Oh, I'm gonna keep them off the internet as They'll long as I can. <laughs> that's a good no. that's a you'll I wish you luck. Yeah. That's gonna be a massive hard thing to do, but I just I gotta preserve their innocence as long as I can. Have you thought about when you're gonna get them cell phones? Or when they're allowed to have cell phones? smartphones can i can i make it high school is that i didn't get my first reasonable? cell phone until high school that's when i got mine mm-hmm. yeah but, but that was also a different time for yeah, us that was a nokia phone that didn't, didn't me. flip or anything i had a voyager oh really yeah i had uh, one of those indestructible nokia ones <laughs> that i still have to this day it probably will still work my dad had one of those type of phones for a while like he doesn't flip open or anything no, it's, it's just, just a brick it, you can yeah. play snake on it and like the doodle I couldn't even then. text because back then texting cost 25 cents a letter or something ridiculous like Jeez. that. Well, that's where the short form, you know, like BTWB or yeah. um, whatever. Oh, yeah. oh that's where that necessity. came from. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. I lived that time. I never I was allowed to text, so I didn't. So I called people. <sighs> I love calling people. And I remember Scary walking both. around my backyard on the phone <laughs> with my friends, talking about boys. <laughs> Good times so innocent so they're never getting a phone <laughs> um probably not i'm gonna get him get him a, a flip phone track phone i'm gonna get him one of those old people like bumble phones where it's just huge numbers. jitterbugs <laughs> yeah jitterbugs. oh yeah <laughs> i had a phone that was not too far calls off calls to like four numbers and that's it and like one. i accidentally <laughs> flushed my phone so i had to get a replacement and it was like as close to a jitterbug as you could get without being an actual jitterbug and i yeah. loved it <laughs> The simplicity of it. I should have flushed my phone years ago. It's just that, you know, you're done on talking or doing something, you just clank it oh, shut. I love flip phones. I need one. I I saw a girl on walking and talking on a flip phone. I'm like, oh, that's a flip phone. Oh, <gasps> she's going to close it like this. Oh, just wait for it. Wait for I wanted it. to watch her <laughs> get off the phone just to have that. Like, <laughs> She might also be a drug dealer because she doesn't want anyone tracking her calls. Burners. <laughs> burners. A burner. yeah. a burner. <laughs> hey, God bless them. Yeah. And the cell phones alive and strong. They have the right idea. <laughs> I definitely got to get my kids a cell phone. They can't not have one just for pure. Pager. pager. It'll be it. <laughs> but then what do they call me on? They don't. The, the, you then, just tell them, you give them instructions the and they listen. They listen. All the payphones out there that yeah. <laughs> exist. I love there are phones. some in Yellowstone National Park. I know yeah. that. I found one yeah. in the wild. I love them. Well, I think we're done talking about movies. Yeah. We got. Oh yeah, we were talking <laughs> about that, weren't we? 
Well, no, it's all related to Good Boys. Yeah, sure, we can say that. And I'm gonna go see the Good Boys this weekend. So cool. I might try and see Blinded by the Light just because I love the boss. So we'll see. Oh, you'll love the boss even more after this. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I guess that wraps it up. Yeah. That yeah. It's a good one. Good one, guys. Good job. High Thank fives you. all the Yeah, so all the movies that were just talked about are up on silverscreeninsider.com plus yep. our podcast and many other yeah, uh, movie insider information. There's some trailers on there that we just didn't talk about. You maybe should go check You're out. Missing out like, on some gold. Little, Little Women yeah. is a good one. It, it's got Cersei. It's Greta Cersei. Gerwig's Cersei. Lady Bird yeah. follow-up. I'm going to say Cersei now because of Game of the Rose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've gotten past Soros, and now it's going to be Cersei. I forgot Cersei. about Soros, yeah. Cersei and uh, Rowan. Ronan, I think. Ronan, Cersei whatever. Ronan. And um, Emma Watts. Sin. Sin. God, <laughs> Emma Watts is a different woman. That is the... The CEO or whatever of what of Fox <laughs> that's going over to Disney. Emma Watson is also another actress. Oh, Emma Watson and who else is Laura Dern, Florence Pugh, yeah. Meryl Streep. Oof, I love Florence Pugh so much. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Uh, and uh, Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet. Oh yeah, he's the love Meryl interest. Meryl Streep, mm-hmm. Laura Dern. I think you just said those names. Yeah. Yep, I was thinking of the older ones. Cool. <laughs> Oh, and Bob Odenkirk is in there. I'm pretty sure. What? Not in the trailer, but I think he is in that movie. Oh, I love Bob Odenkirk. So I don't know yeah. who that is. You'd recognize his face. Oh, yeah, you've seen him around. Um. So yeah, that trailer's on there, and uh, Last Christmas. Yeah, maybe check that one, that one out. Good. Yeah. Henry Golding was just tapped to be Snake Eyes. Yeah. So, Henry Golding is in Last Christmas. Yeah. To get so, that connection. <laughs> so go check that out. Anyways. Go educate yourself on the films. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. All on Silver Screen. Apparently Screen's I need to do the same thing. <laughs> well, I think we're done. Yes. <laughs> we're done for the day. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Have a good weekend. <laughs>